This is Emery Melhoff, your host for Straight Talk with NDFB. In the special Christmas season of Straight Talk, I'm interviewing individuals from NDFB's Farmhouse Treasures for You. Farmhouse Treasures for You includes NDFB members who are suppliers of fresh, processed, or value-added agricultural products. Today, I visit with one of those value-added suppliers in Colleen Fenley, the owner of Far Out Nuts. Far Out Nuts serves delicious roasted almonds and sunflower seeds for events in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Colleen has also moved the business to online sales for wholesale, subscriptions, fundraising, and different gifts and favors for your events. Colleen visits with me about what it takes to be a small business owner in today's economy. Join us for today's conversation. Welcome to Straight Talk with NDFB host here, Emery Melhoff. Today I have with me Colleen Finley from Far Out Nuts. How are you, Colleen? I'm doing great. Emery, how are you? Good. I am visiting with Colleen about her business, Far Out Nuts, and how you got started. So Far Out Nuts, we're a business in Grand Forks, North Dakota. We sell cinnamon roasted Bavarian almonds, sunflower seeds, cashews, and pecans, so a variety of different kinds of nuts at events here in town. So we do all the events at the Ralph Engelstead Arena and the Alaris Center. So um, like hockey games, UND hockey, football, concerts, stuff like that. Yeah, mainly, mainly events is our business, but we also have gotten into some wholesale business, online sales, fundraising, party favors, stuff like that. So I guess how I got into it, I started helping the Bavarian nut business in Bismarck when I was in high school. So this was back in like 2009. And uh, yeah, I just helped them through high school and college and kind of got to know the business that way. And then I went to University of Mary in Bismarck for business and IT. And I had an interest in both, but just always had a desire to own my own business um, and kind of be my own boss. Once I got done with college, um, I worked as an IT tech for Beck Communications right after college. And then the opportunity came up to buy the Bavarian nut business in Grand Forks, and I just jumped at it. It was uh, the perfect opportunity for me running my own business, and it was something that I knew how to do and was good at. So I started that right away, and it's been six years now running my own business, and it's been great. Definitely a learning curve, but it was a good decision for me. So so when the opportunity to buy the business came up, did they just remember you from, from your previous working connection, or did you just come across it online or, or how did you come across that opportunity? Yeah. So I was, I was still working for um, the Bismarck business at the time. And the owner of that business is the daughter of the people who used to own the Grand Forks one. <laughs> so that's kind of how I found out about it. And yeah, we, I, they worked really well with me just cause I kind of knew the family and it was kind of perfect. So. So you do all these different kind of nuts and you, and you season them. So where do you, where do you find the nuts and seeds and then tell me about the process of preparing them. Yeah, so we get our almonds from um, California. Unfortunately, North Dakota doesn't have a great crop in almonds. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we try to get most of our products local as much as we can. Um, we get our sugar from Crystal Sugar in Grand Forks and then our sunflower seeds we buy from CHS. So yeah, as much as we can, we try to stick to local. But as far as like making them, we have this big roaster that sits on our stands and we do it all at the events, like right in front of people, which is kind of fun. So they can kind of see the process too. But yeah, it's this this machine that has a big kettle and it heats everything to 500 degrees. The, the element itself like gets up to like 500 degrees. Yeah, it just has a whole process of cooking the nuts. It, it spins and stirs them the whole time and it takes about 15 minutes for a batch. As far as 
prep work, really all you do is you come with your sugar and your nuts or seeds, and then you just put everything together and roast it in front of people so they can observe the whole process. Yeah, exactly. We have our our setups like at the event center, which makes things a lot easier. Our stands have like all of our pans and everything and like all of our ingredient containers um, all laid out. They're they're there for easy access. And then our our bags that we package them in, we do some like stickering just so we can get like our our name out there and stuff. So we stick our little label on the on the bags and stuff. But yeah, besides that, it's not a ton of prep. So so has your online sales increased um, as more and more people move to online? Or do you primarily do most of your stuff like at the events? It's mainly mainly the events at this point. We kind of our, our bread and butter, I would say, is like the hockey and football games, just because so many people are used to seeing us there. And like they walk into the arena and immediately they're like, oh, man, it smells like roasted almonds. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that definitely helps our sales. But um, ever since COVID, I would say our online sales presence has really increased just because people I think it's more like it comes to mind more since COVID to like buy online and like try to support like small businesses in that way and like contactless sales is is still a big thing I think so okay going back to the the business side of it so six years ago so you would have been in your early 20s and had this opportunity to purchase a business and to be a small business owner so you said that you knew that you always wanted to own a business of your own I guess I just always viewed business ownership as something that was an asset to communities like it's important to have like small business owners and keep things local and build communities that way. And so I guess I just always saw it as a good thing and something that I wanted to be able to do to like contribute to the community. I guess it was sort of like glamorous too in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe that doesn't make sense, but it just seems like really great to like be your own boss, I guess. And as a young woman, like that just was appealing to me. So I really think that what you said about small businesses building community is such a pivotal part about, Mm -hmm. you know, why small business is actually important because there's all of this effort and push towards buying local and, and doing things this way. And as sometimes in a world that's moving more and more global. That doesn't really seem to to make sense, but I think I think the thing that is key and consistent about small business ownership is is exactly what you said that it's that piece, it's that thing that makes up communities, and not only does it serve the owners right by by making a living and an income, but it serves the people around the employees and then obviously the customers. Like the reason that businesses should exist is for the benefit of the customers. And so, mm-hmm. um, no, I really, I really think that that is key. And um, right, I think, I think too. Like if you think about it, like these big businesses, Google and Amazon, like yeah, it's it's really convenient, like being able to order that stuff online and have it show up in two days. Um, but I mean, are they really going to care about your kid's fundraiser or like, like what's going on in your community? Like, I think that's why like small business is so important because we do try to give back in that way. So. So what advice would you give to somebody who's interested in starting a small business or who perhaps is in the small business process? As far as starting a small business, I mean, obviously like you have to be pretty, pretty passionate about your idea. And I think that's so important, like in in order to, to be able to put in the work to get your idea off the ground, like 
it's it's important that you really care about it and that kind of goes without saying but as far as like owning your own business the thing that i'm i've learned and i guess i'm still learning <laughs> is to be gentle with yourself there's a ton of perks to running your own business and like you're kind of on your own schedule which can be awesome but there's also like always something to do <laughs> so um there's this temptation to just be on all the time and like you see all these other like small business owners like doing such amazing things and like it's super inspiring and so you just want to keep like pushing and never take a break but it's a good way to burn out even with something that you really love doing so just set boundaries for yourself and and be gentle and you're going to make mistakes and it's okay and that's something I'm still learning but it's a process so so do you have any goals for far out nuts as far as where you imagine envision it going in the next few years like get on more of a national level as far as sales. Like my vision for the business is for it to be something that's like very flexible for like me and and my fiance. And I think the way that we're going to do that is to make it more wholesale centric. So like we can be producing our almonds and, and selling them to other businesses and be able to get them out there to our customers in that way. So, well, and what, I think is really appealing too about how, you know, you've set up your business is just that flexibility component, because that is something that is becoming more and more necessary and more and more popular amongst Mm -hmm. business owners is that ability to really own and be in charge of your business and not have your business run you, (laughs) Mm -hmm, but to, to be flexible. And, and so it's really cool to see how you're already doing that and moving in that direction. I have to say it's it's been really helpful with the switch like since COVID to um, more online sales because we're kind of able to branch out in some ways that we hadn't really thought about as far as like the um, wedding favor market and stuff like that. Like we started an Etsy account and it's really like taken off like this last, I think I started it back in the summer, but just since since like the Christmas season started gearing up, like we've just been getting a lot of orders for um, favors where we do like custom labels for for our customers and stuff. And that's something I really enjoy doing because it's fun to be part of like people's celebrations, like whatever it is, like a wedding, a baby shower, engagement, just like big moments in people's lives. And that's something different that we've been doing that I've really enjoyed lately. So Christmas is around the corner here. What is the best way to find you, get a hold of you and order some delicious snacks to give away for Christmas? So I would say the best way is our website, faroutnuts.com. We have, uh, you can order online on there. We have a shop. And then there's also um, like a form submission function where you can just send us a message and I will get back to you immediately. Um, (laughs) Or as soon as I can anyway. But uh, yeah, that's the best way. Then they're also on social media. We have a Facebook and an Instagram, which our tag is at faroutnuts. And then we also have an Etsy store. For retailers who are looking for wholesale products to buy, you can go on fair.com, which is F-A-I-R-E. Those are our online options. And then we also have, oh, and we're on shopnd.com. That's like where local kind of Pride of Dakota businesses can go on and like put their, their products and people can buy from them on there. Yeah, as far as in person, we're at a bunch of events. You know, December is kind of slowed down with events, um, but we're at like the UND basketball games. And then we'll be at, there's a hockey game on December 31st, but that's after Christmas, so... <laughs> Did you find that with the increase in 
cost of everything. Did you find that challenging as a business owner uh, to keep up with like the rise in, you know, the cost of supplies? Definitely. Um, It's definitely a factor in our cost for sure. I would say the main thing for me, though, has been cost of employees because most of our sales is like like event based. So we have to have like four employees at like a hockey game, you know, to be able to keep up with demand and stuff like that. So that's been the main thing for me is finding employees and then also paying them just because like, I mean, McDonald's is paying like what, 18 bucks an hour. (laughs) And so like, it's hard to, it's hard to compete with that level of, um, of pay. I mean, we do our best. We have, we offer like perks to our employees. They can take home like nuts at the end of the night and we offer like flexible scheduling and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a struggle for sure. So yeah, you know, I hadn't considered the fact that you can't just man those booths by yourself. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, I would, I would clone myself if I could. (laughs) (laughs) Are you finding that, that you're just able to pick up high school students and, and people like that? Or where are you finding the majority of your workforce? Um, so I have some really great employees right now. Um, it's mainly college students, actually, and I'm not really sure how that happened, but I kind of get a hold of people like through um, other connections, you know, like family members or or other friends, you know. So most of the people that I employ right now are people that like I had some some friend or family connection with. But yeah, I mean, I think it's been a good way for me to like find reliable employees because um, they're people that I basically know. So, or know already, you know, Um, but yeah, it's mainly, it's mainly college students. And then I have a couple of people who are, this is kind of like their second job and they just help out on the side, but they're really great. So what would you say the primary, the primary component of, of finding and keeping employees is? You said McDonald's is paying 18, 18 bucks an hour. So what mm-hmm. what is the biggest component, do you think, to finding and keeping really good employees? Um, I would say the main thing is just trying to treat them well and like treat them with respect, offer them different options, like kind of being flexible with, with things. I mean, there's some things that you can't be flexible on, you know, but um, as much as you can, try to hear where they're coming from and um, offer value in other ways if you can't compete like financially with you know, these bigger companies. Yeah, I guess it just comes down to like really appreciating what they're bringing to the table too. Like, I think at least as an employee myself in the past, what I really wanted was feedback to feel like I was bringing value to the business. So I guess I tried to like make that clear with my employees. Like, I really appreciate that, you know, they come to work every day and like give their all. And when it comes down to it, it's really them that making the business work. So yeah, I think generally out there, there's a desire from people who are going to work that they aren't just going to the time clock punching people, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> to people who if they if they work, they want, or when they go to work, they want to have a, like a human experience, they want to be treated like people, and they want to have a good experience. And they want to enjoy what they do. And not just look at it as, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money doing this, but look at it as like, a, I really want to go to work and, and enjoy what I'm doing and feeling and feel like I'm adding value to whatever I'm doing and not just giving my time away in exchange for a few bucks. So, exactly. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Colleen. It's, and it sounds like 
there's lots of places to find you, whether in person or online. And so check out Far Out Nuts, check out all of their different options that they have and buy some for the holiday season. Thanks so much for taking time to visit with me. And when I'm up in Grand Forks again for an event, I'm definitely going to track you guys down. So awesome. Thanks so much for inviting me. It was fun. You've been listening to Straight Talk with NDFB. NDFB's Farmhouse Treasures for You is a member benefit to NDFB members. If you would like to be included in Farmhouse Treasures for You, contact us at ndfb.org. 